Hi, I'm Beck Rayner and this is the Military Wife Life Podcast, a podcast that celebrates, empowers, supports and embraces the women behind the military men by building connections, acknowledging our strength, focusing on self-care and our mental health. Let's do this together. This episode of Military Wife Life is proudly brought to you by Defence Bank. Serving those who protect us, Defence Bank have the largest on-base branch network with 37 locations around Australia. They have Army, Air Force and Navy covered. To find your closest branch, visit defencebank.com.au. Welcome, Jasmine, Director at the Princess Trust. Welcome to the Military Wife Life podcast. Thank you, Beck. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Can you tell us about Princess Trust and why they support veterans and ADF families? Yeah, definitely. So the Princess Trust is a national charity. We were established in 2013 by His Royal Highness the Prince of Wales, known to most people as Prince Charles. We were set up to represent all of his charitable interests and he has quite a few of them. And those charitable interests span across the Commonwealth. So we're actually part of a global group, which includes New Zealand, Canada, the UK, and now some colleagues in the Commonwealth. So in places like India and Malta and in America. So why the focus on veterans and ADF families? Well, I guess you could say that the veteran community has been quite close to His Royal Highness's interests for quite a number of years, having served in the Navy himself. And the fun story about the Prince's Trust is it was actually established through his Navy severance package way back when, I think 42 or 43 years ago now. But when we were set up here in Australia, there wasn't anything that was supporting the veteran community to explore self-employment. So this is back 2013, around 2014, 2015. And we then looked at some of our colleagues who had been set up in Canada prior to us and some international organisations, mainly in the US and the UK, and said, oh, we think there's a need here. Let's give it a go. So we're here in Australia because we are trying to find areas of need that are not currently being met in the charitable sector around these particular interests and then trying to meet those needs through different programs. You mentioned self-employment is the focus. And of course, when veterans are transitioning out of defence and partners while they're in, or and sometimes veterans while they're in, their interest because of the nature of defence and moving around, there is a keen interest in self-employment and working from home and you know your own business sort of thing, which is why your programs are focused on self-employment. Yeah. So one of the big things that we saw when we started this program was that a lot of people, especially transitioning defence members, were being encouraged to pursue roles in corporate sector or in government sector, but we weren't seeing, not seeing much support, to be honest, for self-employment. And there's some really obvious reasons why that exists. Self-employment can be seen as quite a risky venture for someone to pursue. It can take quite a while. There's lots of obstacles, hurdles, is your business viable, all of the things that can make it quite challenging. But that's where we come in. So we saw that this is, you know, pretty essential to the way that Australians live and work. I mean, a third of our GDP comes from self-employment. The majority of small businesses in Australia, of which there are 2.2 million are sole traders and people who are what we call micro businesses. So there's either one or one and one other person in that business. So it really made sense to us that, you know, for a third of Australia's population to go into small business, we needed to help the veteran community to explore that too. So for those that maybe don't know about Princess Trust, what kind of programs can veterans and partners take part in? Well, COVID's put a bit of a spanner in our works here, but we used to offer face-to-face programs. Most of that is now delivered 
it digitally. So we offer what's called enterprise online. But I guess the way that I would see the work that we do is very agile and changeable. So every person who comes through our program is going to have a very different experience depending on the cohort of people in that group. And that's because the businesses and the, the nature of the people in that group is very different. So we do tend to keep our programs as agile as possible and change and reflect based on the needs of the people that we're talking to at any given point. But basically, we're offering programs that support you and your business or business idea to move forward. So how can we help you with the confidence, the skills and the networks that you need to safely pursue self-employment? And if you decide that you don't want to pursue self-employment, that's totally okay. And how can we teach you some, some great skills and tools that can help you prepare for the future of work? And I guess a lot of the time, sometimes partners aren't included in support like that. Why do you think it was important for partners to be able to access your programs? Oh, I'm really glad you said that. So when we redesigned our program in 2018, one of the biggest changes we made was to open up this new version of Enterprise to ADF partners of both current and former serving members. And I can attribute a lot of that to the people who were participating in our programs that thought it would be useful for their partners to engage in, because obviously if you're starting a small business, it's often a family business, but also to the great work of the people at Defence Families Australia and some other great champions of the work that we do that kept pushing and kept asking. And, you know, when we went back and did this co-design, we realised that it just seems silly to only limit this work to those that are transitioning, that it should be accessible to the entire veteran community. And that actually there's some really amazing outcomes when you put transitioning defence members and current serving ADF partners in a room together and workshop business. Like you mentioned, it might be that you do one of the, the programs through you guys and you realize that actually that's not what I want to go forward with or that's not going to work out for our family or that's not suited to me. So why is it important that people access programs like yours to, I guess, figure those, those things out? Such a good question. And one of the most important things that we're recognizing is that everyone has a business idea at some point in their life. You know, you've come across a problem in something that you might be doing in your day to day and you're like, God, that would make a good business or someone should fix that, you know, and that everyone has these thoughts. And I think one of the big things that we're trying to encourage is that it's totally okay to explore whether or not that's something you actually want to solve yourself. And if you, if you are interested in solving it yourself, we should be here to help you do that safely. So how can people access your programs? So people can access our programs for free online. So they can hop on to our website or chat to us by email or on our Facebook page. Anyone can join, um, provided that they're either a transitioning defence member, a veteran at any point in their veteranness. So they could have left defence, you know, 10, 20 years ago and still engage in our program, or if they're an ADF partner of a current or former serving member. So it's pretty much everyone. And what kind of impact can doing one of your programs have on a veteran or a partner's life, especially, I guess, when sometimes we can feel a little lost with, you know, what our path is when we've changed jobs or for a veteran who's transitioning out of defence and maybe that's all they've they've known, you know, they've been in defense their whole life or their whole career. So what kind of impact can doing one of your programs have? I think when we come back to the core of what we do and what really came out of this co-design a few years ago is confidence is a really big piece of this and connection to community. You know, business is a naturally isolating venture to pursue. It's a journey, the starts, the stops. Sometimes you choose a different path entirely, or you, you know, close a business and start a new one. Sometimes you stop going into business and to help navigate all of those stops and starts and all the obstacles that you face, it's really important that we focus on building a strong community of people that can 
help you at, at any point on that journey, particularly for ADF partners, because every time that you move and you've got a business, it's like you're starting a business all over again. And the only you know way that you can get through this and you have to have so much resilience to do it is having a community of people that you can rely on to help you adjust your business if you need to, find new opportunities if you need to, and just really do that in a way that's safe and supportive. And this is not just for someone that might, I guess, want to start a business or has a, has an idea for a business. This is also for people that may already be on that journey and I guess want to define their path or have some help or perspective from others about maybe which direction they should go in. Definitely. I think the most important part about seeing yourself if you're in business or trying to go into business is that every opportunity is an opportunity to learn. And there, you know, there might be some things that we talk about, you know, the program is relies on a lot of open source information, right? We're looking at lean startup, we're looking at business model canvas, we're looking at jobs to be done theory, we're looking at all of these different things. And you might have come across them before, but it's there are very few opportunities when you are in business to really take a step back and work on business development and authentic connection with other people in your networks. And so really it's an opportunity to give yourself like a bit of a present if you are in business and say, oh let me just let me just pause, you know, for these three two hour sessions that Enterprise Online is right now. How can you take a break and really see your business from the outside in with a community of people who can help you look at it too? Can you tell us a little bit about maybe one of the past success stories from a participant who did one of your programs? Oh my goodness, I have so many. (laughs) It's hard to choose. I mean, when we think about the work that we've been doing over the past five years, I'm just going to put this into context for a bit. There are businesses as diverse as organic skincare and custom furniture made from the skin of airplane parts through to life coaching, resilience training, property development, apps, PT fitness, both mobile and gym-based. There's tech companies. There's everything that I can absolutely imagine, beauty therapists, all of it. But I do have a couple of favorites and not all of them are people who actually went into business. So I'll give you one ADF partner example and one veteran example. One particular person who we met late last year in Melbourne actually flew down from another location and she was exploring a business training support dogs for people with PTSD. And she was really struggling around how to make this a business. Like she didn't feel that she had the skills or really the interests, more importantly, in operationalizing that business. And it was through that journey that she found the confidence to actually reach out to another organization that was already training guide dogs and they offered her a contract. So she is now contracting into an organization that manages all of the operations and she can do the thing that she loves most. But it wasn't without that program, she wouldn't have had the guts to have just gone out and done that thing, which has transformed the way that that she can approach what she wants to do in her life. So that's a, a kind of a pseudo business outcome, which I'm I'm really happy about. You know, it's one of those ones that is not like a tick in the box. It's not like this business just started and it's fantastic, but there was something that was really meaningful for that particular individual that we were just kind of happy to be a part of that journey. And I guess it was coming to the realization that she's got this great idea and she knows that it's needed, but she doesn't necessarily want to do all the behind the scenes. So how can she still go forward with that idea while still putting it out there into the community and filling that need without having to, I guess, reinvent the wheel and set up her own business and and do, do all the stuff that she doesn't actually want to do? Yeah, exactly. And that's so important. Like, I think, so many of us feel like we're navigating the world with our eyes half closed, fumbling about trying new things. And it's only when you kind of spend the time and come together that you can really nut out like 
what do I value in life? How do I want to live my life? And how can I either make business work for or not business? Because business is not going to work for that particular vision in the way that you want to live your life. And that's that's really the core of what we're doing. You know, it is self-employment, but it's really about the self-efficacy piece and like, what is my future going to look like and how do I want to live my life? Hey, Military Wife Life community, I wanted to take this opportunity to tell you a little bit about the Defence Bank Foundation and the great work they're doing in the defence community. The foundation raises funds to support serving and ex-serving ADF members living with injuries or illnesses such as post-traumatic stress disorder. In 2019, the sole beneficiary of the foundation was the Defence Community Dogs Program, a specialised dog training program which rescues abandoned dogs and trains them through correctional services. 40 service dogs have been trained and given to veterans since the Defence Bank Foundation was established. The program gives dogs, inmates and veterans a second chance at life. Because sometimes like you can get so stuck working in the business or with this idea that you know you think is an awesome idea but you don't have anyone to bounce it off or to be that outside perspective and talk you through the different facets of how would this bit work and would this be profitable and yes the end game is to have this business and you've got a great product and the vision but is it actually going to work out and workshopping that with other people who can give you a little bit of perspective while also taking time out and stepping out of the business to work on the business. Yes, exactly. And there's also, you know, a really pleasant reminder in the work that we do that we rely quite heavily on future of work statistics and statistics around small business to be able to help people navigate the areas that they need to focus on when they are starting a business. And we know the research tells us that the two most common reasons why businesses fail is that there's no market need for the product that they or service that they're trying to sell and that they run out of cash. And the only way that you can test something like market need or fit is if you're working collaboratively with a community to workshop that idea, communicate it effectively, you know, test it with your potential customers. And that can be a really hard thing to try and figure out on your own. But when you've got a group of people around you to help you do that, it's so much easier. There's so many different examples. An ADF partner business that I am loving at the moment, and I hope she doesn't mind that I share, but I think she's phenomenal, is a young woman called Kim Bellis. So she runs a business called Pineapple Coalition. The reason why I love the work that she does is that she really epitomizes the resilience of the ADF partner community and how you can be pushed back time and time again through the nature of the life that you live with the person that you're with. And she had a business that she had to radically rethink because it wasn't working, not necessarily because it wasn't working for her customers, but because of things that were out of her control. And she's now stepping into this incredible tech space where she's trying to build community with ADF partners through fitness, through technology. And it's, you know, it's a first for her. You know, she loves fitness. She really cares passionately about helping ADF partners navigate the life that they're living through fitness. But she's embarking on this whole new world of tech, which can be incredibly frightening, but she's really taken the bull by the horns and testing it and opening herself up to new networks and understanding how this business can can succeed in the long term that can support her, but also support the community. Yeah. And I guess her outlook of not just giving up and taking those roadblocks and actually turning it into an even better business. And in a weird way, it has worked out better, but she's taken those roadblocks and turned it into an even better idea and adapted. Exactly. And you're spot on, Beck. I think that's one of the most important things 
things to realize is although there are so many statistics about why small businesses fail, and they do quite often if people are not really mindful of the way that they're starting business, but a lot of businesses now in, in the way that the world of work is now increasingly set up, there are a lot of small businesses that are contracting to lots of other organizations. So going into a much more horizontal versus a vertical structure and the way that we work collaboratively between organizations and you know everything in between. But one of the really interesting statistics is that increasingly when we see a stat that a business has failed, what you're actually seeing is someone closing a business and restarting a similar business that has pivoted as the need of the customer changes. So I'll use myself as an example here, but Princess Trust lives and breathes those same principles that we teach the veteran community. Our program today is not going to look the same in a year or two years time because I know that the need of the community that we're serving is also changing. And so we have, have had multiple iterations of the work that we do because we need to stay agile and on the ground and listen to what's going on and what other services are available to people and how can we continue to fill the, the gap that's not currently being met. Which I guess adaptability and the ability to be able to adapt is one of the key traits of a defence partner is that we are constantly having to adapt. And you can see from past businesses that have failed, they've failed because they've had this vision in their mind and not the customer and weren't able to adapt. The key traits of a defence partner is our adaptability and that can only be a good thing in business. Yes. Oh my goodness. Yes. And that's one of the things I'm so excited about working with ADF partners in particular. And I think, you know, veterans have this skill in, in many ways as well, but ADF partners in particular have this skill. I think that's just an amazing trait to have if you're exploring small business. Adaptability is such a hard thing to teach and you're spot on. There are so many people who run businesses who get really stuck in the idea and don't want to move past the idea and they get left behind. And it's such a bad place to be. But if you are already on the front foot, if you already have all of the tools in your toolbox that you need to pursue self-employment by the nature of the life that you live with defense, oh my goodness, you're so much better set than, than so many other people in the civvy world. So what are some of the key areas Princess Trust will be focusing on in the near future? You mentioned that you are constantly adjusting and adapting your programs because you know everything is fast moving these days and you kind of have to do that to keep up with whatever's happening in the world and in the world of business. So what will you be focusing on in the near future? For starters, digital is definitely an essential component of the way that we're going to move forward. And the reason why we have taken that decision for now, at least, is that we are seeing much higher engagement amongst ADF partners, around 50% actually, which is far higher than we ever had in face-to-face, -face, even when we were offering free childcare. And part of that has to do through the flexible nature of the work and being able to fit it around so many other obligations that you have. So that's a really key part. And one of the reasons why it's a key part is that it also allows us to build much more agile programs very quickly. So trying to bring together groups by industry, which was actually a recommendation from someone in a few programs ago. So we're trying to bring together, say, service-based businesses together and they can you know, meet up once a month and workshop ideas and best practice. We're trying to bring together kind of a wellness group of people. There's so many amazing businesses around health and wellness and organic skincare. And if we can set up a group of people who are trying to build businesses in that space, then hopefully they can learn from each other as well. But a really exciting thing that we're hoping to build out is a accelerator program in the early part of 2021. So 
our former program before we did enterprise was very much focused on long-term engagement and we do see ourselves as being part of someone's long journey going through a program is not the end of your engagement with us at least we hope not and an accelerator program we are looking to build out based off some really cool stuff happening with some US friends and some UK colleagues. So we're really taking best practice from some organizations that have a lot more money and time behind them and seeing if we can tweak and pivot some of those concepts here in Australia based on what we're hearing on the ground. Yeah, so lots of exciting stuff happening and obviously, like you mentioned, even more accessible for even more veterans and partners in particular because you've now gone online and heaps easier for people to be able to access. Yeah. And there's, I think there's a groundswell that we're starting to see as well amongst the veteran community, but I think also amongst civilians. Like We're talking with a lot of our corporate partners about this concept of an inclusive procurement strategy that includes veteran community-owned businesses. So in the US, something like this already exists. And of course, everything in the US happens first. So it's always a good thing to keep one eye on what they're doing there. But at the moment, you know, there's a lot of corporates who are trying to engage in women-owned businesses and disability-owned businesses and Indigenous-owned businesses, you know, and we're starting to ask the question, well, why not veteran-owned businesses, you know? And some of the amazing intersectional issues that by supporting a veteran community-owned business like an ADF Partners business is also a woman-owned business, more cases than not, right? So there's some really interesting things to explore there in how we can help bring the community up. There's so much to be done in this space. Like you mentioned, the US and the UK always seem to be ahead of the game, but I guess the difference with them is that they are heavily involved in research for military families and military partners and veterans and what their needs are and what the roadblocks are for them. And therefore, they're able to tailor support and programs better for them. So we can only hope that research becomes a focus over here so we can be on the front foot with some of the the needs and the wants of ADF partners and families. Yeah, definitely. And and I would say, you know, be proud of the fact that you're an ADF partner or a veteran-owned business. I think there are so many people in Australia that want to be able to better support and give back to a community that has already given so much for them and if it feels comfortable for you please be proud of the work that you do and reach out to organizations like myself or for other people that you know who are in business because we can all rise up together and we can take those lessons learned from other countries and we can make something you know we can do 2.0 right the best part about australia is that in many ways when we talk about the entrepreneurial ecosystem is australia is a perfect community where you can test quickly and test small and stay agile and you can take all that best practice from overseas and make something even better than it was before I so hope you were able to relate or take something away from today's episode. There are definite ups and downs to military life, but let's get the conversation happening so we can see that we are all in this together. We are all just doing our best. So until next week, you got this. Let's do this together one day at a time. Thank you so much for tuning in. If this episode has touched you, helped you, or given you that extra confidence to keep going, to continue to hold down the home front, to continue to do all the things, I would so appreciate it if you could pop into Apple Podcasts and subscribe to the podcast and leave a review, a comment about what you would like to hear more of, or just some encouraging words. If you want to suggest a guest, I am always looking for new people to talk to. You can do that by jumping over to the website www.militarywifelife.com.au and clicking on our podcast page. I would love to hear from you. 